Blog Talk Radio. Listen to me. Because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis, what is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. 50 years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote. You got it? But the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day, and we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself with a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubs us good on one side and kicks us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I close. Excuse me. I think I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar and has continued to promise but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them, look to God, look to yourself, Break your covenant with hell and death, then make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be freed can be freed by this. The Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. Well, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another, or should I say the next episode of the Alpha Show. 
Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Ah, where do you start? Where do you start? You know, I have to confess that um, uh, I missed last week, and I'll say this, and I'll say it uh, with a lot of hyperbole. Uh, from week to week, I'm day to day. Not week to week, I'm day to day. I would love to continue to broadcast my opinions, and that's exactly what they are. And that's all that they are, my opinions, my political opinions. Um, some agree, some disagree, some tippy-toe around the edges and pontificate him. I don't offer up my political opinions as some kind of proffer. I offer it up because that's what I truly believe. And I'll say this. I shy away from certain things like purity tests. And two weeks ago I did a show and the clips that I played, I was, I took in a caller, a friendly caller, and he spoke, uh, uh, he spoke a great deal of truth. And he was absolutely right. I did not disagree with a word he said. I'll say this. Purity is your standard for what you hear, what you listen to. And what is the truth? You have a problem. If what the United States did to create this problem of an immigration tsunami, of people running to the borders for a better life, cannot supersede the facts on the ground, the reality that is today. And whereas you are, you may be absolutely right about person, a topic, a subject, uh, or something that has happened in our history and the fault of the United States and what they have done throughout the world. I agree. But never let that be a purity test that we can sit back and say, hey, this person did that, so they can't be trusted. This person did that, but they can't be trusted. I understand the logic there, and I agree. And hopefully I can be heard because uh, I had some problem. I had a hell of a problem getting into an India show last night. I, I was I was on I was well. I used Google Chrome to get the sound because the chat room was black. The board for the chat room was black. I couldn't get in, so I went to Internet Explorer. 
I wasn't able to get the sound, but I saw the chat room. I wasn't able to get into the chat room because it kept telling me, you must be logged in. So I appeared as a guest. So whether or not I can be heard is uh, is a question put to the people in my chat room. Oh, I see... Um, the boss is in the chat room, and Otis is in the chat room. So if you can hear me, just uh, type it in and uh, let me know. Just let me know. Now, back to what I was saying as I was saying it. Our problem is not right now so much of our history, although it is related. You can say, this is happening because of that. This is happening because of that. You see, we don't play a long game. It would be nice. It would be better. But we simply don't play a long game. So, My question is this. It can either be the long game or it can be some trip down memory lane and the lesser of two evils, as I've always said. The lesser of two evils is still evil. But when has this country been anything other than evil? When has this country done anything, anything other than evil? There's a level of political reality that must be accepted. Or I won't say must be, it's your choice. You pick and choose, you pick wrong, you lose. When I say you pick and choose, you pick wrong, you lose, you pick wrong, now you lose. If you don't seize upon opportunity, if you don't take advantage of the truth, you're just pissing in the wind. And you know what happens, fellas, when you piss in the wind. Your pants legs get wet. So I'll call this political reality and shy away from historic purity. Now, shy away from what people have done, I listen to where they are now. And I try to use those as, I don't know, examples. When someone can articulate on a particular topic, I'll go with that person. I don't go with what they've done in the past or who they are. I go with what I've heard. Of course, what they've done and what their history are is pertinent. It's important. But not to broad brush, not to paint with a broad brush, because if that's the case, we're all doomed. 
because purity is a very, very touchy subject. Purity has us all spinning in circles and basically with or without. With or without credibility. So, having said all of that, and um, I'll ask you all to um, just, just just bear with me. Sometimes I don't give a damn number, right? But, um, if you need to speak to me or you want to just kick it around, 929-477-2867 is the number that I can be reached. And no. Oh, Caller right now. Let me see. 757, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. What's up, my man? It's Otis again. Otis, how are you this week, Otis? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm ready and charged up for this. I, I've been upset because you had all that company in and you made me mix my Saturday night picks. So I'm geared up and ready now. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had quite a quite a few calls, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never had too many callers in the years I've been doing this particular program, but uh, they seem to flock. Um, they flock to the program. And Otis, I wanted to I wanted to discuss with you because uh, last time I talked with you um, was behind my clips that I played on. Rachel Maddow and Bill Maher. Uh, and my reason for playing them was, was simply because they spoke to now. They spoke to the political reality of now. And I was interested, let me put it like this. They articulated what I wanted to say without me having to say it since uh, at times my oxygen level betrays me. <laughs> let me put it like that. So, you know, I play clips of people who speak on a particular subject and they're simply not lying. And that is, you know, that's why I'll even pull stuff from Republicans who have something honest to say, who have something that's logical. And that's what, I, and that's the way I view it. I understand that um, most of this country's ills that we are suffering now are due to our history, and our history is a very, very dark history. Our present is a dark present, and our future is a dark future, and that's basically where we are. Well, you know what? And you I'm know, trying to make. Can I ask you something? Because cause you're hitting on Go something. Ahead. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. I'm gonna try not to get too emotional about this. Do you think when they bring up those subjects and they hit certain facts and truths, do you really tell them the whole truth? See, I, okay. I don't mind somebody no. speaking. I, I'll give you a perfect example. The man just died. That old Charles Krautheimer. He right. used to use a lot of facts in what he had to say. Charlie, Charlie was a fact-laden uh, 
pontificator, a brilliant mind, but he was an evil bastard. <laughs> you took the words I, out of my mouth. You know, you're right, Otis. You are right. You are right. And what swayed him? Now, I, I'll hit on a few with with, with the, the the specific people you named. Bill Maher. When I first started listening to him casually on Politically Correct, I was all aboard with him. But I'm kind of like that rapper, what is his name, Khalid to, uh Tlaib or whatever his name no, is, I can't. Ever you you, you, uh, you lost you lost me there when you started talking about rappers. Okay, he, I well, don't this know one, he's, <laughs> he's 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 supposed to be uh, Khalib Tlaib or whatever his name is. Janet, but BJ probably knows his name and the right, proper pronunciation. But he's one of the conscious rappers, and 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 really got some good stuff. He says a lot of good stuff. I got to slow his music down to really understand half of it. But he's a really brilliant guy. And I have, I'm like him. I don't like it when you look around the edges and then play it. For instance, with Bill Maher, I think he demonizes Muslims too much. Because he, I do too. Because, because extremists are not the norm for Muslims. But my problem is just what I see. I'll give you another person that I, I know that, that says things that I get along with and I understand better. Uh, a young lady that, well, actually she's a grown woman, but she's out of Atlanta, named Charlie Peach. She was prolific on Twitter. Black woman, uh, she, uh, one of her monikers is I'm uh, unbossed and unbought and all of this stuff out of the Atlanta area. She she goes strong, knows the politics, knows the history. I think a graduate of Georgia State or something like that. And they banned her from Twitter. And part of the reason they banned her from Twitter is because she was supposedly too antagonistic and and disrespectful to people. But they called her all outside her name. Rednecks came after her. Liberals came after her because she wasn't an Obama girl. And But she told the truth. And, and, and one of the things she talks about is just like this empathy for the uh, the people coming across the border. Every one of us knows about the four or five decades from Milton Friedman right on up to the day, every one of them, from Ronald Reagan right on through, are the ones that we knew about, even when, when uh, Bush 1 was in charge of the CIA is when they had it the quietest for us. But we know now just exactly what our government did with our taxpayers' money all throughout South America. Now, all of that destruction from Gary Webb, cocaine and, and Oakland, Freeway Rick, all of that, was done with our money to destroy our community. And now this country has the nerve to have a redneck president who's a counterfeit, has no moral values, no nothing, even have his speechwriter be another redneck that came onto the scene during the North Carolina lacrosse team's debacle with the, with the stripper that they end up getting off from, but the fact is they took advantage of that black woman, but she was black so they could whitewash that and get all of their records expunged because she didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. But my point is you're not going to hear Bill Maher talk about any of that, and you're not going to hear Rachel Maddow talk about any of that. All they're talking about is Russia, Russia, yes, Russia. Absolutely. But they're not, telling you, they're not telling you about the corruption inside the FBI, and it's going to come out. 
the corruption with Hillary Clinton, with them and the Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, all of that is pure corruption. And and to give you an idea, I'll tell you, uh, one of the guys, uh, Benny is his name, a uh, former FBI agent. These people got kicked out for being honest and trying to expose the corruption while they were in. And now the same people that were part of the corruption, what's his name, uh, uh, McCray Clapper. or whatever his name is? Uh, no, oh, no, NSA. He's another one. McCabe, uh, the other deputy, McCabe, oh, Wein- yeah. Weinstein, huh? They were yeah, all Rosenstein, involved. Yeah. They were all involved in not doing the right thing when they found the servers in Hillary's uh, um, house. They uh, here's another one for you. All tied up in that is the Pakistani. What's his name? Anwar Iman Anwar who was doing all of the IT work for Debbie Wasserman Schultz and about eight or nine right. other Democratic congressmen. That man came came here, and I'm going to try to get through it and make sense of it. He came here, and they put him in charge of IT. And here's my thing. I know doggone well just myself, roughly four or five black IT people that work in the D.C. area. They didn't give them the contract, and I'm going to tell you what I learned about white people. You know why black folks can't get nothing from white folks with any power is because they know that we know the history. If we find something wrong, we're more likely to have a conscious, a moral center, and we're going to tell. When you go get somebody like a Pakistani and you put him in here, he operates the same way he did when he had a place of privilege at home. He does just what white people do. The rules are for everybody else and not for me. Now, I'm going to tell you where I'm making, making sense of this. After about two years of following this, this thing, I find out that the same Pakistanis that had duplicate clones of all of their uh, congressmen at their home, Blackberries now, they're supposed to be secure. They had clones of that, but not only did they have clones of that, in his outdoor shed, he had a backup server so he wouldn't have to leave when there was a problem. He didn't have to leave and go to the Congress go on site to fix their communications. But here's the bad part about it. When the Capitol Police ran him out because he was trying to get uh, some kind of bogus loan disguising his voice with some kind of electronic equipment to get a $300,000 loan, that's how they caught on to him being corrupt. So what they allow him to do, because he comes from royalty in Pakistan, they allowed his wife to leave the country with hordes of cash, take all the children, let him back in the country, and now he got a job with a big-time law firm. But guess what? Because he got all the secrets. He knows exactly what congressmen have been doing the wrong thing. He knows what Wasserman Schultz was doing. He knows what Chuck Schumer was doing. He got all the dope for the insider trading on stocks, the deals they made because all of their equipment was going through his backup server at his house. We, this country, we're being hoodwinked because I say to you again, there are really no two parties. They just make up their mind which one is going to lead, and Democrats don't mind not being in the lead because they still profit from it. Then I want to touch on another yeah. one. I'm going to let you go because I don't want to hijack your show. I got upset with this mess on the border because I see two of the male representatives, John Lewis and Elijah Cummings, with crocodile tears over a program that they know 
Barack Obama was running the whole second term he was here. And how do I know? I actually lived in Tucson, Arizona, when local activists had been raising hell over this for almost 10 years about parents getting separated at the border. It just wasn't done on the magnitude that was, that's being done now. So Democrats, when they were in power, set the table. Media never made it an issue. So now, all of a sudden, because they're mad at Trump and they want to try to swing and win this 2018 election, media owned by corporations that are still benefit are ready for a change. And the only reason they're ready for a change is because a dumbass that they put in charge has no etiquette and don't mind going all off the cuff and saying <laughs> the ignorant shit that they normally try to disguise <laughs> in diplomatic speech. So I'm I'm a, I'm going to let you go and let you run your show, and then I might sit back in. But if you got any clips, right. or or if I can put them on your on your uh, Facebook page, I got a clip of Elijah Cummings that if, if they would just let me get in front of him for 30 seconds, I'd wear the back and the palm of my hand all trying to slap the taste out of his mouth because I didn't see him with crocodile tears from all the deaths from Ferguson right on up to Stephon Clark. I'm sick and tired of these fools. They need to be well, gone. Well, <laughs> you are, let me put it like this. Once again, I cannot disagree with anything you have said. I cannot be against anything you have said. I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you 100%. And uh, thanks, thanks for your call, Otis. I'm just going to put you on mute. Um, and and like I said, somewhere down the line in the show, to get back to you, okay? Okay, okay, brother. Be strong. All right, all right. Brother Otis, brother Otis is. I mean, I I, I can't disagree with the word he says. However, when Otis brings this these things up, he's absolutely speaking to the history. And I'm speaking to the now. We can't normally deal with our history unless we don't acknowledge our history. So it's tough to deal with now. But right now, when people are questioning certain levels of who certain people are and what certain people are, and what the hell is going on in America? When I say America has been nothing ever than evil, they've been nothing other than evil. That's what I mean. The stories, the history, the things that people know, the things that people have done, that's our history. So, Here's your choice. You can take our history. You can manipulate it and try to put a suit on it and make it look good, or you can cave and fall victim to the other side. And the other side I see is authoritarianism. The other side I see is nationalism. The other side is simply the other side. I was against 
TPP simply because there were certain facets of the TPP that were simply unacceptable to a sovereign nation. Barack Obama was willing to look past the questioning of our sovereign nation and accept parts of the, well, accept the whole uh, TPP because there was corporate gain, there was financial gain, and there was political gain. And what we succeeded in doing while withdrawing from the TPP and not fixing the TPP, you see, if it's crafted in secrecy with only corporations involved, then it's going to get catch flack. It's going to catch pushback from people who reason. And that's what happened to it. But the pitfalls here is now China basically owns and runs the solar industry, renewable energy. If you don't believe renewable energy is the ticking time bomb of our very existence here on Earth, you've got a problem. Don't talk to me about different scientists and what they say and how they say it. What I am saying to you is look at the climate changes, the strength of the storms, the strength of the droughts. You can disagree with climate change itself. But as the sea rises and as the sea levels come closer to our shores and as the sea temperature warms, fasten your seatbelts, you're in for a hell of a ride. Has anyone ever seen Facebook photos or images or videos of the two people in the sling? They call it the slingshot. It's a carnival ride that basically is on snaps you up into the air and drops you back down. And the people who ride these rides, they are, I guess the fun is to see their expressions and their reactions and their facial contortions. I've seen people pass out. I've seen people themselves. I've seen grown men scream and how I've seen people faint. Because of this ride. And that's what we're doing. That's and I would I liken that ride to where we are politically and what we're doing politically. Take all of the criticisms of this country. Take the history of this country, especially for a black man especially for people of color. And tell me, if you don't feel right now a state of emergency, that you're under siege, that if this thing tips toward the Trump era, toward Trumpism, how much worse this country will be 
If you don't see that now, you must address it now. And it's tough to address it if you now want to march down the halls of our history. And our history is a foul history. And it will always be a foul history. We are people of color. And we know how they say where the, where the bodies are buried and how you bury them. You have things that I don't agree with, I don't believe in, but that's where we are. And going back and revisiting our history is great. It's, let me put it like this, it should be there for all to hear, but we should be teaching it to as many of our youth as possible because that's where it starts. That's where it begins. Our black youth are wandering in a wilderness of ignorance and miseducation, willful miseducation. And I won't bring any any religious... um, any religious sayings into this because, hell, I don't know none. <laughs> I am what I am. And religious is not is not one of them. I'm far from it. So, therefore, the Bible is foreign to me. It's a Bible is, let's say, not foreign. Let's say it's uh, foreign to me. <laughs> You know, folks, I speak to you a lot about from where I am. I'm just a high school educated idiot who has stumbled into a political arena that I'm still walking around playing blind man's bluff in. I can only seek a solution. And my solution is this, however corrupt, however discredited, however unfair the Democratic Party is. You have a choice, a choice right now, because I don't know if we can change it in our lifetime. But look at what happened to the Republican Party. The Tea Party came along and did what? Hijacked it, co-opted, give it a name, but that's what they've done. That's what they did. My my proffer is this. Infiltrate the Democratic Party grab it around its throat, purge the corporatists, and bring it back to the people. My one saying is this. We can talk about 
the truth. But if you have the truth on your side and you are afraid to stand with the truth, how are you going to stand for people of color? How are you going to stand for the poor? How are you going to stand for the middle class? How are you going to stand for the taste in your mouth of the existing? And that's where we are. That's what the existing means. This is where we are right now. We have a man in the Oval Office who's a bigot, a racist, a nationalist, Trump gives bigots a voice and encourages violence. His hateful statements are un-American. He gives the bad things that he says the title of, oh, that's just a joke. But it's not a joke, it's a sickness that needs to be curbed. He is not the solution, he is America's problem. And that's not to say that the Democratic Party and their idolatry to Wall Street, corporations, bankers, are not the problem. They are too. People, we must, as a people, grab this corrupt government, grab these corrupt politicians by the throat, and drag them back to a level of sanity that you have to embrace. You have to say to yourself, hmm, this ain't right. <laughs> and it's, it's, this ain't right. One of the posters I like that collected says, Donald John Trump, porn again Christian. And it has Donald Trump with his thumbs up and a picture of a cross and Stormy Daniels and all of her glory. And it's wrong. <laughs> you can't uh, really... Give it another name. You really can't. We must begin to play a long game. And the long game is simply this. If you don't stand with the truth, you can't stand for a damn thing else. You've heard the term stand for something or you'll fall for anything. I say don't stand with the truth and you will fall for everything. The money... Politics, all of that raises questions about who we are and who we will be as a nation. Please, give me a break. Give me a break when you tell me that this is not the the issue at hand. This is not the most important issue at hand. 
the man in the White House is the issue at hand right now. Our history can be dealt with, but we can't deal with our history because our history simply says politics are in power. The politics of bought out. People who simply don't hold our same values. People who call themselves allies. Who have jaded pasts. Who have jaundiced eyes. Who simply can't sustain a level of credibility that gives them a seat at our table. Right now, the problem is Donald Trump. And right now, he is very well on his way to casting this nation into a nationalist, alt-right, neo-Nazi, racist, bigoted, Treasonous and lying country. That's what a lot of those uh, descriptive uh, adjectives already describes who we are. Do we meddle in others' elections? You're damn right. We've always have. Since I've since I. Since I've known and the history that I've learned, we've meddled in everybody's elections. But tell me one thing. Why are people who are simply willing to use their energy to regurgitate the history and the bad ways of our government you have allocated like this as political reality. You have to fight. Your fight starts. You have to fight now. You have to turn this man away out of the White House. You must grab the Democratic Party and drag them back over to a progressive for the people position. Donald Trump was a Klansman. His father's parents were German. His mom's parents were Scottish. His mom was born in Scotland. His first wife was Czechoslovakian. His current wife is Slovenian. Both used him as anchor husbands to become citizens. And as president, he's trying to get rid of immigrants. The irony, (laughs) the irony of that type of BS sticks in my craw. It's a situation that I find it tough to understand. And with the Republicans who have simply hitched their wagons to this loser, The Republican Jesus simply says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, except for the brown kids, of course, off to the concentration camps 
kiddos. <laughs> That's another post that I found in the comment section of one of these articles. And I'm not above grabbing those. These are not mine. These are not mine at all. But they basically speak to issues that uh, I truly agree with. I really agree with it. That's why I regurgitate them, repeat them, plagiarize them, give it a name. Call it what you want. As the saying goes, frankly, Scarlett, <laughs> I don't give a damn. Ah. Uh, Nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven. Let me see here. Uh oh. Let me let me straighten out my tie and get this uh, next caller. Six one seven. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling Truthwork Network. Good evening, Alpha. Before I begin to talk to you and your audience and ask you a couple of questions and run through um, the dilemma we find ourselves in, you have a troll in your chat room, and the ID is flycatch. Oh, I see. My. I don't know how you're going to deal with, with Flycatch, but um, I have muted Flycatch, so, and I think everybody oh. else in the chat room has muted Flycatch, so he or she is simply um, talking to themselves at this point and you. So, but <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to waste too much of your time, but trolls are very distracting. Destructive. <laughs> and well, um, there are a number of things that I want to catch on to that you have had to say. And one of those things, I think the the most important thing that can be said at this point is that the infrastructure for activism, specifically both political activism as well as community activism, has been put into a pause mode by the kind of overtaking and fascism that this president has brought to our government and to the American society. And I think we need to understand that all of what we do, all of what we plan is never going to mean much as long as we are full-fledged into a fascist government, a corrupt government, a government that is led by a 
this man who thinks he's absolutely an emperor and could care less about whether or not the American people agree or disagree, even his base. He's not placating his base as much as he's simply dictating to his base and they are going along. And so my question is, to the extent that that is true, our priority really has to be to be both observers, witnesses, and investigators as to the extent to which the infrastructure under which activists work has a foundation or the foundation that we have known in the past. So here is my question to you and your audience. If we are saying, I mean, if you if you look at the landscape, you look at the landscape of Mnuchin uh, at the at the at the Treasury. You look at Scott Pruitt. Most Americans don't realize that on Thursday, um, this president um, has announced that there will be a uh, merge of the Department of Labor and the Department of Education, and most of that has to do with his own experience and the experience and the agenda of his Secretary of Education and his Secretary of Labor. The other thing that people might not know is to say, and and it was announced on Thursday, that community development block grants, which are about uh, $117 million that go into cities, specifically targeted at community entitled programs, the nonprofits that that operate programs inside large cities. That money is now being earmarked, no longer connected to HUD programs, but is going to be transferred to the Department of Commerce under Wilbur Ross. You will also see community development block grants that come out of the Department of Commerce that are going to be transferred into programs that are going to be dictated by the Secretary of Commerce. These are crucial kinds of movements being made by this White House. And I think that we have to be investigators to understand. Now, most people will say, and even people who are in the government will say, well, he can't do that without without, uh, the approval of the Congress, because Congress is the is the body that that um, controls these funds, 
that used to be true, but it is no longer true now. Because, and that is the demonstration of to the extent that we have become a fascist government. This is a president in the face of setting up concentration camps for brown children has just simply leveled down and said, this is the way it is going to be. So what do you do with the president and a government uh, that does this? I read the other night that Scott Pruitt has spent since last <laughs> May 147 million dollars on his personal security securing him from what come on you know they're after him those liberals Janice and and then then this guy this this environment has essentially wiped out the congress And and, and Otis is saying is, Otis is mentioning that the representatives said we're taking baby steps towards fascism. We are in a fascist society and government right now. And here is my conclusion about what that will mean. If we think concentration camps for brown babies and brown children is horrifying. This is not the this is not the grand finale. The grand finale is going to be about black people. That will be his grand Absolutely. finale. Whether he's on I his agree. way to prison or on his way to go live in wherever Moscow, it will be the grand finale that black children and brown children who are US citizens they're going to reuse, repurpose these concentration camps for them. Which is why no. Betsy DeVos and her ilk want to have charter schools so the schools can make all of the decisions that they they're already charter schools already have the highest level of suspension of black and brown children in this country. That's already happening. So I think that we have got to be good investigators. You know, Alpha, and I'm going to let you talk in a few minutes, one of the things that really pisses me off, it pisses me off in no end. I have not seen Howard Law School. Does Morehouse have a law school? Whoever law school. I have not seen the mobilization of black Kid, black uh, young adults who are being trained in the professions that we now need lawyers, accountants, social social workers, 
all these people talking about the academy. Where is the academy now that we need them to represent poor people who are going to be evicted from public housing because they're unable to pay the increase in rent, which Ben Carson is denying, but it is happening. Where are we going to be able to organize for fundraising to replace the the programs for black children and 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 black economics in the inner city when the CDBG funds are going to go to Microsoft and Google and IBM because this president, this government is going to decide that they can use the money in a more efficient, that's what they're going to say. That's the language they're going to use. They have already mobilized their military police to wipe us out. They have already mobilized the the financial institutions to gentrify us into the ground. The grand finale of this Trump administration is coming for us. And my question is, how do we get ready? Your question is a admirable one. And let me say this. From where we are right now, We don't. We will not. We will never. Because as I started out the show today, speaking of purity, it is normal to question motives, person's background or person's history, or what they've done or what they've said. But right now, damn it, we need all hands on deck to stop. You're, ab- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But the thing is that, you know, we have to forget about the rules that were in place 24 months ago. Those rules no longer apply. This man could care less about a fucking Congress. He could care less about it. He could care less about it. He has a, he has a Supreme Court that will back him at every turn. He has his federal judges Supreme in Court. place. That's right. And he is saying and to America, judges, "Who's going to stop me?" You're absolutely right. I mean, that's where we and see, we can get caught up in the weeds into into the. I would call it muddy waters of purity. Right now, every all hands should be on deck to stop this man, to stop what he is doing. And people simply don't, they don't have that long game. They would rather argue, you know, 
the history of our nation and what we have done as a nation. And I, like I said, and I continue to say it, this nation has never been anything other than evil. But this has come this is beyond and will evil. come with a higher price. But, you know, the thing is that evil is not systemic. The evil that you're talking about. But this kind of evil, this kind of vile, you know, one of the things that we have not said is that Donald Trump hates America. (laughs) He believes that this country has stopped him from being, doing what he wants to do because they haul his ass in the court. They stop his Trump University. They, 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 They have levied regulations and laws against him in his, his um in his business they they took away his right to rape his wife and to molest his daughter you know alpha last night and i'm going to try to calm down um I am going into and and I am the universe's right it is diabolic but um I am I am going into my last week of professional life uh this week on uh, next Friday I would have retired from 25 years in federal service and I am at the point, I, I was at a party. Um, some some friends gave me a retirement party um, last night. Um, and you didn't invite me. Evening. <laughs> you were invited. And you didn't invite and me. And I was I was talking to a friend of mine who's a psychiatrist, and I kept saying to him, "I think I'm going to go get um, um, a, a brain scan because I keep getting these like my brain is shuddering." You know, like you shudder, like when you have a fever. Every now and then I get this thing in my head, you know. And he said to me, it's like an engine. You're under so much stress with this shit that's going on, and you're not alone, and and your brain is shutting itself down and, and, and starting over. It's like an he said it's like a car engine. The car engine dies, it shudders a bit, and then you turn the key again and and it starts up. It's resetting itself from the stress. Um and and, and, and that made so much sense to me and I, I look at I look at the kind of stress that clear thinking people um you know, you you watch the the news and the commentators, and people are just perplexed about all of this. And I think that we have to come, we we have to stop being in denial that we are in the middle of a transition. Um, uh, during the during the Obama administration, we started calming down, smoothing down, sanding democracy as America has known it. And now we are in a transition 
of moving from whatever we were uh, when Donald Trump was was um, was elected to to a fascist society, and we have to be able, in order to clearly think about how we move forward, we have to be able to accept that. And there are a lot of people who are looking at this stuff and saying, oh, it couldn't possibly be as bad as Janice Graham is saying, because if it's as bad as Janice Graham is saying, that's fascism. But when I was in the Black Panther Party, one of the things in our learning centers that we studied a lot and understood a lot that there was a duality in our government and one part of it was fascist. And now both parts are fascist. And until we begin to apply some of the lessons of our history and struggle as black people, we're not going to get beyond this point even when he is gone, because we have to change our government. Our government is well, not for the people. For instance, for instance, we know as black people that white people don't particularly support black people that black people don't support, which is why... Uh, people like Jesse Jackson and Elijah Cummins and Cory Booker and um, even W.E.B. Du Bois, um, um, Martin Luther King, and and I could go on and on, but I won't. Um, those people had were given voice. They were given voice. When Martin Luther King started talking about white people business, like the Vietnam War, what happened? His voice was snuffed out. And we had better understand what that was about. As long as we don't go after the likes of um, Clarence Thomas, and all them other people, uh, Ben Carson, and all them other people. You know, it, it, it's just amazing to me that two weeks ago there was a government report and there was a prosecution against the City of New York Housing Authority. Um, and it indicated how the City of New York for over 15 years had been lying in their federal applications for funding, and in their reports and reviews. This was known for the past year and a half. But we have a black woman appointed by Donald Trump, who is the regional director for the region that covers HUD, um, it's Region 1, and she still has her job. Think about that for a minute. 
until we begin to dismantle the people who are traitors to us. They will always use them as puppets. I am just so... um, I am I, I am just so um, frustrated that we the lessons that were important and essential that we that came out that have come out of our struggle that we are not applying them when we need them most. I don't see one member of the Black Caucus, and God, when I say that word, it just gives me bile in my mouth. I don't see one black organization talking about how we protect our children, how we preserve our obligations to them in regard to their education, in regard to making sure that they are not in 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 starving starvation uh, deserts because and, and in regard to ensuring that they have the proper medical care that they need we just lost the funding got the cut funding for snap black people aren't talking about that for many black children that means they get one meal instead of Two meals. What are we going to do about that? The cut in Obamacare. Purity. The purity. And this is the way in which they are going to kill us. They're well on their way. the, the the you know and and we're worried about what Sarah Huckleberry Sanders said. We know that she's going to lie, so why do we care? Because until we get rid of Donald Trump, I don't see black people. You know, we we, we it's almost like we have no collective will. Well, Janice, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. First of all, I'm, I'm, and it, you know, on a personal note between you and I, I am highly offended, highly offended by um, your um, your seeking sage advice from a doctor about what's wrong and why you are feeling like that. Because I told you a year ago, a year and a half ago. To retire from that damn job. <laughs> but it's not the job. It's 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 like I was listening to Lois Frankel, a member of the House from Florida who I know, and I'm screaming at the TV, where the hell, where the fuck were you when Tamir Rice was gunned down by police? But you down there in in Laredo or wherever the hell you are, talking about finding twenty three hundred kids 
who are never going to be found. That's where we are. And see, Dennis, that's, that was my whole spiel this evening. Was to simply try to emphasize to people, you can't get caught up in this purity shit because it's a distraction. And that's what we, we are in full distraction mode because we don't focus on the things that you have articulated. The things that you have disseminated to us right now, this evening, are very simple things. And people have been distracted from those issues. Okay. But you're let's, let's, right. let's look at and let's look at it also one at a time. Let's talk about food. If One of the things that has happened in this country around what has happened with the refugee crisis on the border over the last two weeks is that people saw images of children crying and parents being taken, children being taken from their parents, and they were being provide and the country was being provided with images and information. Who is going into our community to talk with parents who live in there are still despicable um, facilities that we call public housing. And the, and the City of New York Housing Authority report really outlines that. Why isn't Roland Martin or Joe Madison or Karen Hunter or whoever, whatever, Joy Reed? why aren't they going into our communities and talking to the mothers who are frantic about how they even begin to feed their children beyond a meager breakfast and and a meager dinner. Our children are suffering because they're going to the corner store because somebody gave them a dollar and they were hungry and they're eating bullshit and it's making them crazy. Our children are not getting the proper nutrition. They're getting chemicals. They're eating chemicals that are causing them to be obese, depressed, and their bodies are not being uh, are not being fed to the extent that they are they, that that they are not harmed in their development. Who's doing that? Janice, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But of all of the people that you've named, if they raise They're that like issue, if they go down that path, it, thank you. If they go down that path, you see, once the power is in play, once the people in power control and rule on, and do all of that, 
all of those descenders, all of those who descend from their ideology are simply blown away, are simply with, removed. You think that someone who raises the issues of the, the, the plight of African-American children is going to stay on the air or going to, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the former campaign, whatever he was, Corey Lewandowski, he made some some insidious reference to uh, yeah, uh, child womp, Down womp. syndrome, and they and they removed him from everything. They removed him the the agency, and this is something that I I didn't I had never heard of. There's an agency that helps them get booked to these uh, a bureau. Uh, talk mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard of that. I thought that maybe, you know. You go in, beat on the door, and say, if you're a senator, if you're a congressman, I want to say something. And you basically, or you call a press conference if they don't let you in, you call a press conference and you say it anyway and see who covers it. You see, they chase Donald Trump's every word in an open field like a kicked soccer ball, like little lap dogs running after a chew toy. Everything he says, they have to... They have to grab it. They have to hear it. They have to listen to it. Why? Because that's what the structure of this nation is. Those are the people who are in charge. All of the people who speak on um, truth. And this is the truth. America this, America that. If he wasn't saying that, nobody's giving Obama a pass for the for the bad stuff that he did, but and I, I don't give Democrats a pass for the bad, ignorant stuff that they do. I simply say political reality. Fight it from across the street. Fight it from a small boat in the center of the Indian Ocean, which is the largest ocean in the world and the deepest, and no one will hear you. Creep up alongside of them and uh, silently grab them by their necks one by one and pull them over and basically take them over. That's how you start. That's how you begin to pull up out of this because... See the Republicans or Democrats. You either take it Republicans or Democrats, because that's all that's going to be allowed. The Green Party is void. Yes, a lot of people you know, believe that. Oh, they have a this, good game. Let, let me say this about the Green Party. The Green Party talks bullshit and and never <laughs> delivers anything. I like them because they. They like trees, and I like trees. You know, <laughs> I mean, they have become a joke. And I know my good friend Bruce Dixon, on the local level, has done a marvelous job with the with the Green Party. Ajimu, uh, my good friend Ajimu Baraka, he's trying to make it matter, but you know, it has seen its day. And it's done. 
you know, so there you go. Well, and and and, so we, and some well, things we have to leave behind. Some things we just have to leave behind. Okay, so if we can agree that the Green Party has become irrelevant, if we can agree that the small voices, very small voices like mine, are basically shouting in a canyon, are whispering in the canyon with a big rock on my back and I need somebody to help me, and I'm going, help, 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 help. Nobody will hear you. But we have to keep saying it. We have to keep doing it because that is the only way up. But if I can slide up next to you as a – if I can slide up next to your politics and grab you by your neck and drag you to a place where that issue can resonate. But, you know, one of the things – one of the things – one of the things, uh, Alpha, is that we are always willing to throw the baby out with the bath water. And we have to be, and I think that we have to be very, very careful about that. I'm very critical of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund right this week because they have filed case after case uh, having to do with the children and the separation of families, et cetera, et cetera, something that I agree with because at some point we all have to be a member of of this thing called uh, uh, the human uh, universe. But on the other hand, who has filed the case against the Trump administration for the cuts in the SNAP program, who has cut? Who has filed? Who will file and take drag them into court? And you know, a lot of times we all ha- we all we do too much t- focusing on punishing people rather than getting to solutions. I'm not interested in punishing anyone, even though I think that um, if I had an opportunity to make a cocktail for Donald Trump, it probably would have Drano in it. Um, But uh, we can't, we have to find conciliation and agreement in the places where we're going to deliver to people. We can't, punishment can't be the, the priority. It has to be to change and solve the problem for people on the ground. So here we are, and essentially, if you ask me for my analysis, ask me for my analysis, Alpha, ask me, ask me, ask me. If you ask me for my analysis, (laughs) we're not doing anything. You know, no, we're we're, gone, not. Uh, we're not paying attention to what the hell is going on in Chicago with uh, young black boys who seem to be getting all these guns and shooting at each other. We didn't solve the problem of Michael Brown. You know, why was, you know, the question, the the basic question being, why was he shot 12 times as opposed to only one time? 
so I I just I I just you know we we have all these things that we are not attending to. And Otis is right. He, he's saying Ferguson, Detroit, Clark, Louisiana. Um, I, you know, we have almost become numb, and that's what I mean by the the pause. And I am uh, the universe. Uh, he he he's talking about. We have been victims of a certain kind of hypnotism. So, Otis okay. is right. And, and see, People in Flint still don't have uh, um, uh, a portable drinking water. And and I agree. I agree with uh, the the comments of mind control. He spells with a K. Uh, but um, what are you saying? What does that get you? We understand that. You're speaking of givens. We know this. So how do you add to the conversation? How do you add to the solution? I, I mean, Otis is, is, is Otis, I can, like I said, I do not disagree with 99.9% of the things that Otis has talked, spoken to me about or he has posted in the chat room. And it just seems that um, we, everybody has a different approach to a solution. When well, you the say thing is, you don't, everybody has a different approach to how they argue and talk about it. Right. I haven't seen right. any solutions for which anyone can disagree because there has not been any solutions. But, so how do you, you know? How, how do you solve it? How do you solve is, a, a, a we, people we begin, who have been miseducated? We begin to talk. We begin at a place where it says not the old ideologies, but a new ideology, and the new ideology has to be that we are going to one do those things necessary not to be extinguished. We got to stop talking. You know, I'm so fucking, excuse me, I'm so fucking sick of people talking about Barack Obama. Barack Obama is gone wherever he went. I ain't dying at him. I I, I voted for him twice. Was he perfect? Hell no. And and, and the people who have listened to me know that I've criticized him extensively for his Lack of fight. Period. I mean, how many but, how many people out there who want to rant and rant and rave are willing to go on a tax strike? Who the who I ain't got that to worry about no more. <laughs> I ain't got that to worry about no more. And you're right. You're right. People are not going to do that. People have been indoctrinated. People have been conditioned. Well, there are too many for black the, people. The way we are. Let me let me just say this, Alpha. There are too many black people who are too goddamn comfortable. 
They get in their cars, get on the train, get on the bus, and think none of this really has anything to do with me. People ought to, you know, and this whole other concept of, well, if people would do the things that I did to be successful, then they wouldn't have these problems. We have to be at a point where we're willing, as Otis is mentioning in in the chat room, that we are willing to be poor like the rest of them. Because we really are poor, you know, and and, and I get <laughs> I get so upset because, you know, like you, you know, I love Sandy Darity. Dar- uh, Sandy Darity has been my friend for since 1972 when I first met him, and he has been talking about baby bonds, and he has been talking about wealth acquisition and the lack of wealth in our community for for many, many years. Now that there are some people who are beginning to understand the concepts and the theorem behind what he's been writing about and advocating for a long time, Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker have decided that they're going to embrace the work of Derek Hamilton, who is an Our Common Ground voice, and Sandy Darity, who's an Our Common Ground voice. And you and I both know that by the time that Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker finish tinkering with it for it to be palatable, it won't even be the same. But like you said, they have to tinker with it for it to be palatable. If not, the power of what is will shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but power, I'm going to let somebody else, I, and I've been on a long time, but I'm just, I, I do want people to know that, and I had promised that I would come back on the air um, post-retirement, and I am making arrangements to to do that. Uh, also, um, spending the majority of my time in the rebranding of TruthWorks Network and my 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 own um, broadcast. And I'm do I have to rebrand for a job? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, I, I think that we, you know, we have to say, we have to tell the truth, and sometimes the truth is painful, but it always drills through to a place where we can have. Um, that we can have the development of real solutions. I've always been very reticent about this whole um, national 
talk stuff because you know before that I before we came on the internet uh we were always a community radio show where we organized and we taught and we educated on local and community issues and I think that one of the things that I want to do with Truthworks Network is to have Truthworks at Chicago, Truthworks at Oakland, Truthworks at Brooklyn or Harlem, and uh, Truthworks in New England to talk about issues before black people in New England. Um, so the the other is that I, I do want to say this. I just saw somebody, you know, sometimes I need to stay out of the chat room because I, I, the chat room takes me off of my stream of thought. But um, Otis is asking me about whether the broadcast will be youth-oriented. No, the broadcast will be about adults making decisions and looking at our obligations to our children so that there are youth-oriented solutions because I quite frankly, I've got some real questions about what the hell these millennials know. Do they know enough? Um, the other is to be able to fill TruthWorks f- five days a week. I, I do want to do a prison uh, reform legal. I, I do want to have a legal uh, show to talk about debt and how to get out of debt, and how to manage your credit and credit reporting and fight back so that these financial institutions are not using debt as a way, uh, as a repressive tool. So I, I, I just, think that we have to but but here's the other thing and, and I'm so glad India is in the in the chat room and I'm so glad India that you have the presence of mind not to be f- fretted but um we got to start coming to grips with how much glitter and gold we want in our lives. And that that applies, Alpha, to talk radio. People knock themselves out getting to MSNBC, getting to Sirius Radio. You know, and I love Karen and I like some of the stuff that she says, but we, we have to remember, I give no fucking excuse or forgiving to black people who align themselves with the Republican Party or black people who are devoted and dedicated to the Democratic Party because God bless him, Ron Daniels has been saying for over 20, over the 30 years that I have known him, it's just twiddly D and twiddly dumb. But at some point, you do have to make some hard choices. But I, I but but one of my hard choices will never, ever be to vote for any fucking, support any fucking body who has an aura.
behind their name. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Because, sir, you've basically come down on my ideology. To me, this is not about who's better than, which party is better than the other. This is about who is the lesser of two evils because this country has been nothing other than evil ever. But we we always come to that. And the thing is, until we begin to organize and begin to think seriously and critically about where we are, we will always be at that point. During the um, second, uh, when Barack Obama was um, running for the second term, I was so goddamn mad I had to vote for him. I had to vote for him, though. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, as as they say in my neighborhood, hold up, not not hold up, not H-O-L-D. No, they say, no, Alpha, they say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But, uh, Mr. Wolf said, I am the universe, is he Marcus Johannes? Oh, God. Well, the name the name itself uh, basically, you know, purports, you know, to what the hell he is. He had the, the 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 screen name. I am the universe. Get out! Get the hell out of here with that shit. But uh, I mean, I understand. It. I understand it. But you know, to each his own. Janice, well, he's um, gone. But yeah, but, well, but here, he, I, he, he can my only brain take so much. is reverberating because. When you are in war, when you're under attack, the thing that you have to do, and 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 every war journal, Sun, the War Sun, or whatever that thing is, I can't remember right now, but you protect your territory. And, and black people are not protect. We are not protecting our territory. You know, you you We're you tease me. Protect. You tease me about staying two years longer than I had planned to stay in federal service. I stayed because there was no one there to protect our territory. Well, you think a little black girl like you is gonna protect us? <laughs> I was doing my damnedest. I know, I know. This, this is not a, this is not a critique of your attempt. This is just a political reality. This is the reality of the situation. I understand, Janice. There is, I have learned so much from you. I have basically parroted a lot of things that you have taught me. You have mentored me about. These issues, like I said, I'm simply a dumb high school graduate who stumbled into politics after I left work after 50 years, and I didn't have a damn thing else to do. Well, you need to be doing so a show to show some of these other people how to stumble. Well, because 
These people I, I are like acting you. as I'm though getting, they're I'm, fucking I'm in the sick and tired pictures mode. of Barack Obama and saying, oh, we miss him. And that's where well, they are. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, they, they're posting pictures of Barack Obama saying we miss him because they see what we have and they, they would even go back to that. They would go back to that when instead of picking something stronger or picking a real fighter and advocate, this is what they are willing to settle for. They now see that Hillary was not the perfect, nowhere near the perfect. Hillary was the right now. Hillary was the, oh, well, we'll use this one instead of the one we have in there now who was... but let me go let uh, me go back let me go back to the public discourse for black people and i i will say that i went into talk radio in 1984 first time i'd ever been in, on a microphone in my life And over these years, we have been taken for granted when the likes of people like Cory Booker and Jason Johnson, and I go on and on and on and on, when Michael Eric Dyson had his first book, when Haki Madapudi had his first book, I was the first to interview them because they had nowhere else to go to hawk their wares. And I'm simply saying that I resent the idea that black people will rather hear white people conducting the discussion about black people. I am disgusted by the idea that black teachers, black social workers, black doctors, black lawyers do not believe that their professional organizations or to exclusively, they're always this caveat. You know, it's like black people have this um, all lives matter attitude. All lives matter semblance in their in their activism. And it's time in this place right now, Alpha. That's got to change because black doctors will find themselves, you know, when I was a little kid, um, when we used to go visit people at the hospital, there was a colored entrance. And while white children could go into the hospital to visit their parents, black kids could not. I love that Gordon Parks uh, photo that of the 19, I think it was a, a late 1950s photo. It was a, it was a, 
uh, uh, he often, most of his work is in black and white, but this was a colored photo, a color photo, and it was of black children looking through the the chain link fence at a public park that they could not go into. That's where we and are. We, and we buy into, oh, we want to be different. We want to be different kind of black people because we're smarter. So we adopt all these crazy ass, you know, I hate to use this word, crazy ass fucking theories and concepts and bullshit. About now, which one of those words did you hate to use? <laughs> our po- uh, about our politics, and politics is really the art of compromise. But it's not the art. art uh, it's not about compromising of people. It's about compromising in conciliation and 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 agreement about how to move forward. And we have not created a foundation, an infrastructure for that. So, Alpha, I know you have to go. Did I take a Well, I did want to take this other call that's been waiting for about 45 minutes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, But uh, thank you. But no, 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 no. No apology necessary. Uh, We always like to hear your sage advice and your opinion. But uh, I will carry on, and uh, you've um, given me real-time sense of accomplishment of what and the reason I did this program this evening to uh, to get into you know what I want to say, and you all have between yourself and Otis and. And my spiel, you've uh, led me down that path. So thank you, Janice. Well, I always like the idea that you bring common sense to the discussion. If common sense was common, everybody would have Unfettered by bullshit. Well, let me me take this next call, Janice. I've been waiting like 50 minutes. All right, thanks a lot, Janice. Thanks for calling Janice Graham. Uh, founder of uh, TruthWorks Network and is CEO of TruthWorks Network, our common ground extraordinaire. Uh, I'm very sorry, but um, 646, thank hey, you for waiting. Hey, Alpo. Thank you for calling BJ, the Alpo Show. Hey, hey, Alpo, that BJ on some long-winded bullshit tonight. I just let you know, BJ, that was some long-winded babbling bullshit. No, I'm just messing with you, BJ. You know I love you. Hey, hey, listen, right quick, Alpha. Um, I was just calling to tell you good show, and I just wanted to know, are you supporting the Mexicans and um, the taking away of their children? Because me personally, I can give less than a damn. I want to know where that, that $15 million to $20 million is going to go and if anything is going to go that money towards the Haitians, 
Trinidad's, the Jamaicans, the Trinidadians, and anybody that's of darker skew. That's what I want to know. Are they going to get any of that money to help them get their children back, or is it just going to go to the Mexican Baba Louie? Let me put it like this. What you have just stated, what you have just, and I got a clip that I'm going to play for that, for that, for what you just said. And um, I know you won't be offended because I can't offend you, but let me put it like this. Simply put, you are majoring in the minors. What people have done in our history, you are absolutely, you are absolutely right, 100% right. But right now, this is what's in front of us. I am not with the program of taking children from their parents, especially people seeking asylum, okay? The, the Haitians, the, they're about to uh, kick all of them out of the country, too. This nationalist, racist, bigot should be focused. And I understand, your, I, under, I understand what you're saying about what they have done to other people of color. Before you even go any further, let me tell you something. All of this BS is a smoke screen for what they're really doing that no one's paying attention to and no one's watching. And that's the decimation of the social safety nets in this country. That's what's really going yeah, on. Absolutely. That's what they're doing. Yeah, All of this right. is just a smoke screen. This, is, this whole yeah, immigration right. thing is a smoke screen, bro. That's why, that's why I'm clear. That what Ryan and McConnell and the rest of them doing is putting the, the the trick bag in play to be able to get a vote through to change all of the social safety nets in this country and we got people looking at what's going on with this immigration nonsense. That's what's really and happening. And nobody's and looking at it, nobody's analyzing it, and nobody's doing nothing about it. How does what you just come up with about the Haitians, about the Jamaicans, about how does that speak to the deception that we are seeing? You can, you basically are looking to pit one of people, children of color against other children of color. We are speaking in circles. We are talking. I agree with you. You know why I picked them? You know why I picked them? Hold on. You know why I picked them? Because that Mexican never marched for me. That Mexican never stand up for me. But I will say this. A Haitian will, a Trinidadian will, a Jamaican will come out there and march with with black folks. They'll at least deal with us on a certain level that won't oppress us. Not like that Mexican. That's why in Chicago, you can't even get blacks to get trade jobs because of the Mexican. Let's stop playing games with one another about well, let's some not, sort let's of not point the finger at people. That, let's not no, point you the finger point at people the who are simply trying to, 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 to impose themselves and get into that same hey, place. Hey, you hey, cannot pick one of these the other and also, do you know what they're doing to black people in California? Do you know what the Mexicans are doing to black people in California? They're killing okay, us. So now, okay, exactly, you're right. You're absolutely right. So now, how do you how do you square that with with a solution? 
if you don't care about the kids being taken uh, who are Mexicans, you don't care about the kids who are Haitians and, and Jamaicans and no, I mean, no, at some point you have to At some point you have to What is right? There is a difference in my priorities they between the Mexican and Jamaican or Trinidadian. See, that's the problem with black folks. Just like those Negroes in the black caucus and all of us. You want to against the Haitians and I'm against the Jamaicans that I'm against all of these people that you're starting And I agree with you. It's about picking sides. It's about picking sides, Alpha. That's what it's about. You pick the side of what's right. You pick the side no, of what's you right. No, you don't, Apple. You pick the side that will allow you to fight another day and survive. That's what you pick. Well, you pick the side that will allow you to live another day and survive so you can continuously be able to fight and move forward as a people. You don't die for someone that doesn't have no allegiance to you and no people. What's wrong with you? You your, your terminology of bowing. You see, you see, this is your problem. Your terminology of bowing and being subservient and pitting one against the other. This is what is right. You do not stand with people who are taking away children the world work? You, the world works on picking sides. That's how the world works, Alpha, on picking sides. That's how and it works. And it works for us. And it works it's for us so far. It's, it's how does it work for us it's so far? I'll tell you, let me finish. It always worked bad for us because every black leader that you have in the public, every radio show, every person that's out here talking about black and white people, they're always trying to integrate us into whiteness. They're never talking about setting up an African agenda for sovereignty. They never talk about African people separating themselves and building for themselves. They always integrate you into whiteness. And whiteness don't do nothing but control you and kill you. What's wrong with you? You do all the keep on like thinking like this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like Martin? Like Martin like, or oh. like Malcolm X? Like Martin? No, no, like no. Malcolm X? It's not a matter. Martin it's not it's Martin, 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 no, no, no. It's deeper than Malcolm. It's deeper than Malcolm and Martin. That's 50 years ago. We're supposed to That's take the lessons that they taught us and move forward. We're supposed to take all of the lessons from the past and move forward and set a new paradigm on how we're going to survive on the planet. That's the problem. The hell is Martin Luther King and Malcolm X? We're supposed to take what they taught us and build on it. That's what we're not doing. But what they taught us, people did not learn. And what they taught us, people are still trying to understand. Martin figured, and he, as he said at his end, he feared that he was letting his people into a burning house. And his mouth was saying, he wanted to take the argument to the United Nations. Let me give you a name and study. Let me give you a name to study, Alpha, and read the words of Marijuana Baruti of the Akaban House. Read his words. Read what he's trying to teach African people, and then you'll definitely have a clear vision, because what he's doing is taking the work of Garvey, King, Malcolm, and all of our great African leaders, and he's developed 
integrate you into whiteness and white people hate you. They have no use for your black crowd. Well, that's what, the, that's what Martin well, was doing. Well, that's the same desegregation. Malcolm wanted to take it to the United Nations. Oh, 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 oh. The United uh, Nations uh, wasn't going to save you. You know, you know the only thing that's going to save African people is when African people come together and get the hell out of here, find some place back on the motherland and grow and develop that and put it in a position to protect itself. That's the only way we can survive. We ain't never going to survive in America. All you're going to get is big old that have rugby. And that, and right, that yeah. note, have a good night. All right, you take care, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> it, it always uh, intrigues me that people are reticent. They are staunch in their positions, and I understand them. I understand their positions because there's a level of truth to it all. But this is why advancement seems to be negligible. This is why we will always be wandering in the abyss. You think the Israeli, the uh, people of Egypt wandered 40 years? <laughs> We've been wandering for 400 years, and we will continue to wander as long as we choose. We choose to turn on one another, ascribe, blame, and use those particulars as particulars. I want to thank Otis for his call. I want to thank Janice for her call. And I want to thank Jay for his call. And as I always tell everyone, whenever I possibly can, the truth must be spoken more than once. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. And for all of you folks, until next week, I'd like to say adios. Get you some business. Talk to you later. Have a great evening. Ratings are more important than the truth. Our government builds twice as many prisons and schools. It's easier to find a Big Mac than an apple. And when you find the apple, it's been genetically processed and modified. Presidents lie. Politicians trick us. Race is still an issue. So is religion. Your God doesn't exist. My God does, and he is all-loving. If you disagree with me, I'll kill you. Or even worse, argue you to death. 92% of songs on the radio are about sex. Kids don't play tag, they play twerk videos. The average person watches five hours of television a day, and it's more violence on the screen than ever before. Technology has given us everything we could ever want, and at the same time, stolen everything we really need. Pride is at an all-time high, humility an all-time low. Everybody knows everything, everybody's going somewhere, ignoring someone, blaming somebody. Not many human beings left anymore, a lot of human doings, plenty of human lingerings in the past. Not Until next week, people, I guess it will get a little more interesting. The nation is in a quandary. It's a mess. You've been listening to The Alpha Show. Join us next Friday night.
10 p.m., Alpha will lay it out. It's just damn politics. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. TruthWorks presents the Alpha Show. Each Friday, 10 p.m., it's Fire in the Belly Friday at TruthWorks Network. Bring your own rocks. The best of political pushback. Just damn. Get somebody up. 